Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for November 12, 2015. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Well, it's all postseason all the time from here on out as the regular season closed out last weekend. And uh, on tonight's show, we're going to have a, a good look at what is going to happen over the next uh, four to five to six weekends with state championship uh, trophies being handed out two states have already done that the tiny states of alaska and vermont have done that but uh lots of good hardware to be handed out here over the next uh, month and a couple of weeks want to uh, take the time at the top of the show yesterday was veterans day and salute all of uh, those currently serving and those that have served our country and we also want to salute all of our partners here at high school football america beginning with crossover crossover with a k crossover.com forward slash football get a five minute free demo from the good folks at crossover as they will break down your game film for you yes it will save you time it will save you money it will put you in front of the family yes the season's ending but it's never too late these are the big games these are the important games these are the ones where you need that competitive edge and that's what crossover can do for you again go to crossover.com forward slash football or just click on the ad on highschoolfootballamerica.com to get to uh, the free sign up page and speaking of competitive advantages you need echo 1612 instant replay on your sidelines eight seconds after the play is finished oh yes echo they created the technology, making tomorrow's adjustments today. That's their slogan. And, uh, you know, kids these days, uh, we can talk a little bit about how things have changed, but we don't need to. We just know that kids are a little bit more visual. So instead of telling them if they missed a block or they ran the wrong route, make sure you can do it with Echo. Echo 16-12 again. Eight seconds after the play is done, I've watched teams out here in Southern California use it. It's a cool piece of technology. It's a great way to have a competitive edge. Let's uh, talk about uh, ScoreStream. They are the ones that power our scoreboards that have been getting great tons and tons and tons of traffic on the weekends uh, as you try to uh, find out how your favorite team is doing or your next opponent's doing and they do our state by state and our national top 25 scoreboards you can also get the app and score along at the game that's cool too just go there you're part of the action then and get to make sure that the nation knows how your team is doing while you're sitting there in the grandstands get the app at uh, google play and also at uh, in the itunes store or go to scorestream.com to learn more also brought to you tonight by the good folks at Southern Sport with the Debris Inhibitor Razor, keeping those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. And we had Joey Teichert, one of the founders, on just a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, he was talking about the uh, recent NBC news stories, talking about crumb rubber and, you know, is there a connection between crumb rubber and uh, some of these uh, cancer cases that are being uh, discussed by NBC News, a lot of them having to do with the sport of soccer, but uh, certainly those pellets get all over the place, and the, uh, the debris inhibitor razor keeps them out of your shoes, gives you that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. 23 great colors. Go to TDI Razor with a U, R-A-Z-U-R, TDIRazor.com to learn more and place your order, and when you place your order, use the uh, code HSFA, and you'll get a 20% discount on that 
that order. Our final partner tonight, USA Today High School Sports. We have been uh, doing the uh, two-minute drill for them all year long, plus getting you some great Southern California content up at usatodayhss.com. Check out the Super 25 every Monday at uh, USA Today High School Sports. We also did a partnership, as uh, everyone knows that listens to the show. We do a, another radio show on all sports for the National High School Coaches Association called the NHSCA Sports Hour. And uh, this week we partnered up and we have uh, unveiled, because we're doing it, we're doing the uh, top 25 in wrestling. And we all know that there are a, there's a, a, a good synergy between football and wrestling. We're excited to do the Super 25. Uh, Blair Academy out of New Jersey, the number one team. And you can learn more by going to usatodayhss.com and NHSCA. Okay, good show for you tonight on the show. We've got uh, some guys that know a thing or two about winning some state championships, and we've got some technology to talk to you about as well. Uh, we're going to start the show with Gabe Infante, the head coach at St. Joseph's Prep in Philadelphia, two-time defending state champ in the state of Pennsylvania, play one of the toughest schedules in the nation, and they'll go anywhere to play a football game. Gabe Infante, one of the best. He's built that program up in six years, and they're going for the three-peat this year, and then also on the show, uh, John Roderick, the uh, head coach at Webb City in Missouri, the tiny town of 11,000 that uh, has basically more than uh, 60% of the population in its grandstands for home games. They're going for another state championship. They've won 40 straight. John Roderick will be on the show. They are ranked in the uh, USA Today Super 25, just outside of our uh, top 25. They are number 26 in the nation, or I'm sorry, 27. They are in the other 25, which, by the way, is released every Monday. Our national rankings, the first to come out each and every week on Sundays, and then we give the other 25, so we rank the top 50 teams in the country on Sundays and Mondays. We're also on the show tonight, Joey LaRock, a former uh, NFL player who has a great company uh, called Rock Solid. They produce a soft shell helmet, a good piece of technology that uh, is designed specifically for football. It's not the rugby helmet. It will not protect you from concussions, but it does con you know those surface injuries that you can receive. Uh, Joey will talk about uh, what a great product it is. He'll also talk about his incredible rise from, a, as he describes it, a 5'3", 105-pound uh, seventh grader and freshman to an NFL player, and he's a guy that uh, had to fight through it. He actually was the teammate of Clay Matthews at uh, Agora High School in Southern California. Both uh, Joey LaRock and Clay Matthews uh, not really looked at, and Clay's dad was the defensive coordinator and wouldn't start either one until their senior season. But uh, we know the story of Clay Matthews as he walks on at USC and now an all-pro linebacker with the Green Bay Packers. Joey did make it to the NFL with the uh, Chicago Bears, a much shorter career but now he's doing some things to uh, improve the game of high school football. So those are the uh, the guests on the show tonight. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to Philly. Yes, my neck of the woods. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of the St. Joseph's Prep Hawks. Two-time defending state champs in the state's biggest classification. We'll talk with Coach Infante when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. 
Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. 
advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out the Super 25 at usatodayhss.com. Well, as promised at the top of the show, we're heading back to my old stomping grounds, uh, going down to Philadelphia, which is uh, south of the Lehigh Valley where I grew up for a program that has really, really uh, grown under the uh, direction of Gabe Infante, who's in his uh, sixth season there. Uh, he's also coached in New Jersey in the Big North United, but he's got the Hawks uh, aiming for their third straight big school championship in Pennsylvania. It's Class 4A there, and uh, once again this year going into the postseason with a couple of losses, but that that's only because they play one of the toughest schedules in the country. And Coach Infante's here right now to talk about uh, another successful regular season. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a real honor and a pleasure to be on your show. Jeff. Well, we're glad to have you on here. And uh, let's let's just kind of start with that. Uh, last time you were on here, we talked about uh, you guys aren't going to duck anybody. You'll uh, you'll you'll take on the best. You've traveled to Chicago this year, Louisiana, picking up a big win there over Evangel Christian. So let's let's talk about that philosophy and 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 how it's worked out for you this year as you get ready to go into the postseason and defend that two-time championship. Yeah, well, I think we're, we've stayed consistent over the last couple of years with that philosophy, and the philosophy is simple. You know, we believe that in order to uh, be ready and prepared to play the most important games of the year, you have to play the best competition early. Uh, you know, playing great competition really gives our kids a chance to, uh, to compete at a high level and, and learn about themselves, and, and we learn a lot about our team, and it, you know, it gives us an opportunity to, uh, to re-examine and, and evaluate ourselves as a, as a team and, and see the things that we need to improve on and the things that we're going to need down the road to be successful. So, um, you know, we learn a lot from those games. And, and obviously, you know, our intention always is to win those games. But, you know, more importantly is what we get out of the experience of playing great programs and great teams. And, you know, we, we learn a lot about ourselves. And I think that's what competition is mainly about. It's about learning about yourself. Um, and so... You know, that philosophy has been successful for us. We'll see if it's successful for us this year. You know, there's no, there are no guarantees. But, uh, you know, we feel like we know our, ourselves pretty well right now and the things that we do well and the things that we don't do so well. And uh, I think that gives us the best chance to be successful down the road. Sure. St. Joseph's Prep Football on the air tonight from Pennsylvania. Gabe Infante talking about his program and what it's done there. And I've had some of your uh, your kind of your private school brethren on here. I had Tom Lombardo on from St. Ed's the other week. Uh, Augie Hoffman was on. I have, uh, uh, Nunzio Campanile. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to schedule. Are, are we going to see, you know, that sort of thing down the road with you guys as well? That, uh, you know, you you got to kind of look far and wide, span the globe like ABC World, Wide World of Sports to find games anymore 
Yeah, I think I think naturally in in most states now you're having a little bit of a of a contention between you know public schools and private schools, and you know I think that's a that, that's a big uh, that's a big issue in a lot of a lot of different states. So it becomes more and more difficult because of point systems and the way uh, playoffs are set up. You know where 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 I think it becomes uh, difficult for large schools uh, of a very competitive nature to to find other opponents that are nearby. So. You know, it's become a way of life for us. Um, you know, we're fortunate being here on the East Coast where, you know, about two hours north you have the Big North and you have those programs which are phenomenal and you know, those programs aren't afraid to play anyone. And then about two hours south of us, you know, you have you have the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the Good Councils and, and the Gilmans. And, and so those those programs aren't, aren't, aren't going to shy away either. So we're, we're fortunate from a geographical standpoint um, that we have such great access to great programs. Um, uh, but the other thing we try and do as well is try and, and get our kids outside of, of this area. And, and, and so we, we could probably do one trip like that a year, and we've been very successful at it, uh, you know, playing in Florida and uh, Texas and Louisiana and Ohio and Illinois and Maryland. Uh, so we, you know, we we found a, a recipe that works for us, but yeah, it's getting tougher and tougher. I know I talk to those guys all the time, and we try and help each other out. But uh, I don't know what's harder, actually coaching in the season or finding the schedule. I mean, they're both pretty hard things to do. <laughs> that's well said. No one said that. That's a that's a good line, and made me got get a good belly laugh here early in the morning while we taped this. Gabe and Fonte on the line. Uh, St. Joseph's Prep Football. They've won uh, two straight Class Four A championships in the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, well, you, you know, you get those good non league games, but you you always have uh, some some fellows that you know a little bit about there in the Philadelphia Catholic League. Another championship for you again this year. And what's interesting to me as you get ready for the postseason and, and playing this weekend, you've got Roman. Catholic on the horizon. It's sort of like uh, playing in the NFC East on back to back, like a four to five game schedule. There, what's it? What's it like to beat them up once and then hope to heck that they didn't learn too much about you for the second time around? Well, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it, I think it's a lot like the Big North. You know, it's about yeah. matchups and it's about familiarity. And I think in games like this, you can throw out records and you can throw out perception. You know, teams are not intimidated by each other uh, because they the, the kids know each other so well. Um, and I've always said it. I think that I think the advantage goes to the team that loses in the first game because you know, as as a team that that's successful in a game, you know, how much do you really tinker with what you did? You know, you got to be careful. You you know, you you, you want to kind of stick stick to the things that work. Uh, but that other team has the advantage of looking at what didn't work, and you know you got to be on your toes because uh, you're pro- you're probably going to see some different things, and and that's always difficult. So um, it's really hard. It's really hard to beat a team twice in the same year, and uh, you know you, you just do the best that you can with it. I think you know I, I think it's it's a very different mindset. But you, you see it in the Big North all the time, and, and me being an ex. Guy from from up there, I I, follow, I still follow them, and we still play a lot of those teams, mm-hmm. and you and you see it, you know, you see how, you know, one beat, you know, Bergen beats Joe's, Joe's beats Pramus Catholic, Pramus Catholic beat, beats Bosco. It's like, you know, it's it's a round robin thing. It's really it really at the end of the day, it's, it's about matchups, and so, you know, you do your best to try and be consistent. I tell our kids all the time. I think the key to the key to success is consistency. You just try and be as consistent as you can and try not to get too up or too down. 
um, and just try and, and, and stay focused on, you know, today and this week and making the most out of this week because if, if you don't, it can be really easy to get upset very quickly. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I was talking to Jim Halley on the show last week from USA Today who does the Super 25, and I, I, we, were, we were joking that, you know, people are looking at the, the, the Boscos and the, and the Bergens and, you know, and, and you guys, you, you know, you, you have two, three losses and everybody's, oh, it's a down year. It's like, no, they've just been beating up on each other. It's as simple as... It's actually a, a, an up year, Jeff. I mean, last year, last year's we've had three losses. <laughs> we're actually doing better than we had last year. Well said, well said. Well, let's let's talk about how some of those big games early. You got the big win on the road in Louisiana, which is huge. Evangel, one of the top programs all time there. Uh, you, you lost to Bosco on the road, uh, a, a loss to Malvern Prep, but then you turn it around against St. Joe's, which was nationally ranked at the time, a big win there. So, so again, did, did it kind of go according to plan? Certainly you'd like to come out with wins, but did those big games get you ready for what you've done now over the last four? I mean, we'll see. You know, we're, we're a work in progress. I think, I think the mistake most people make is they think that teams stay static, you know, that, that, that a team's performance is static and it stays consistent. You know, teams either get better or they get worse, and I try and remind our team as much as possible. I said the only thing we proved by, you know, losing to Malvern and then beating St. Joe's Regional is that we can beat anybody on any day and we can lose anybody on any day. That's about it. Uh, you know, other than that, we're, we're a work in progress. Uh, and, and we graduated 24 seniors from last year's right. team, and, and most of those guys are starting as freshmen at their respective universities. So, you know, a very successful group, great leadership group, very talented group, and, and, and we have a talented young team. I only have 14 seniors on this team. I have about 85 on the roster. Uh, so the bulk of our talent and our youth, you know, is, is, is the junior and sophomore classes. So a lot of guys who are taking on new roles, and learning how to compete at this level. And, and, and so, you know, they're going to be growing things. I, I, I told our staff I thought this year would be the year where we would have to, you know, find a way to get it done because, you know, you've got a lot of guys who, have, who don't have the experience. Uh, I think we'll be very good over the next couple of years because I think at that point, you know, in, in the development of our program, we'll have a lot of we'll – have, we'll have a solid, consistent uh, – you know, kind of uh, progression in, in the development of our players, you know, which I still feel like as of this year, we, you know, we still don't have that. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to be very, very good when the light switch comes on, and I'm, I, I'm not sure if it's on yet. Um, <laughs> I like what I've seen the last couple of weeks, but, um, you know, we still got some work to do. Yeah, you got to pay your electric bill to get those lights on, that's for sure. Gabe Infante on the line right now. St. Joseph's prep out of Philadelphia, going to go for a third straight state championship playoffs opening this weekend. And you must have read my mind because I was going to talk about all you lost and the youth of this team, so you've already answered that. I noticed this week I was looking online there and I saw that uh, the the uh, the 4A uh, Catholic League all-league team came out. It looks like, and, and everybody knows DeAndre Swift, uh, top you know recruit in the country, but uh, you had three backs all <laughs> all league and, and and by the way DeAndre wasn't the MVP of the league so let's kind of start there and talk about some of your skilled position players by name and and what you like about them as you head into the postseason yeah so you know obviously a lot has been said about about DeAndre and he's a very dynamic and very special back he's got offers from every major college in the country uh, all the top right now the top four teams in the country have offered him um, so he's got every offer you can imagine. Um, great kid, very competitive, 
Um, very dynamic. You know, he's a four-down, four-yard back. He pass protects. He catches the ball. He, take, he gets the tough yardage, and he's able to break the long run. So everything begins, you know, with, 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 with DeAndre. Uh, Benny Walls is a senior for us. He plays safety as well. He's a two-way first-team all-Catholic selection. Not a lot of guys can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got several offers himself. Uh, he's deciding between Boston College and Syracuse and, and, and Temple. Um, phenomenal back. He's been a great complement uh, to, to DeAndre and taking some, some pressure off of him. So they make a nice one-two punch. Uh, and then there's Joe Dumont, who was the MVP of the league. Uh, again, another, uh, another two-way first-team all-Catholic selection at, at fullback and, um, and defensive line. And, and Joe is just a very – very versatile back. I've had people tell me that, um, you know, they think he's an NFL-type fullback. Uh, catches the ball well, great blocker, very physical. He's a four-year starter for us. He started for me as a freshman, uh, basically on the beginning of this run um, in 2000, uh, 2012 when we went 10-1. and one, he, was, uh, he was a starter on that team, and he's just a very – he's the emotional leader of our defense, but he's also a very talented – um, offensive weapon, very dynamic. So th- those three guys on offense are, are, are great. They're anchored by a great deep, uh, offensive line. We had uh, we had two of our guys make first-team All-Catholic and then uh, two other guys make, make second-team All-Catholic. So four of the five guys up front, you know, were first- or second-team All-Catholic guys. And really starts with our senior at left tackle, Charlie Holsupple, um, who's uh, a two-year starter for us and is looking at a lot of Ivy Leagues and Patriot League schools, so he's a very bright kid. Um, he's played a little defense for us as well. So, and we've been lucky this year to have some good play from those guys up front. And obviously, when you have great backs in the backfield, you know, combined with with good effort up front, uh, you're going to produce some good results on offense. Yeah, and uh, we all know that uh, defense wins championships. It's not just a saying; it's true. So, who do you have there on the other side of the ball, aside from from Benny? Yeah, I mean, Joe Joe was a first-team All-Catholic at defensive line. He's a four-year starter on the defensive line. He, he plays a hybrid position for us where sometimes he's got his hand in the ground and sometimes, you know, he's a drop guy. So, again, he's trying to capitalize on his on his versatility. Uh, the other defensive back uh, for us is Richard Carr. He's a junior. He's playing corner for us. He was first-team All-Catholic as well. Very, very talented corner. Um, filling, filling in for John Reed from last year. Uh, Richard's done a great job for us. And, and, uh, and then our two linebackers, um, Nick Vandeveer, uh, number 10, a very special number for us, and he's represented that number well. He's uh, our sixth number 10 to make first-team All-Catholic in a row, so he's our defensive leader. And then uh, a junior, James Johnson, who's the brother of Tom Johnson, who last year was also a first-team All-Catholic outside linebacker who's now at Princeton and his older brother, Paul Johnson, who's at Amherst, was also a first-team All-Catholic uh, defensive lineman for us a couple of years back. So James continued that tradition of, you know, Johnson's making first-team All-Catholic for us, and he's been, a, he's been a real force for us at the Sam Backer position, just a real, real difficult guy to, uh, to deal with on the edges. So uh, you know, we had a couple other guys make second-team, uh, Zach, Zach Goss at, at safety, so... You know, uh, really the the quarterback of our of our defense in the secondary getting us lined up right. He's done a great job. So, you know, we've been really fortunate this year um, to have some stability with guys in positions that are are new to those positions. We've had some guys really step up. 
Gabe Infante on the line tonight, St. Joseph's Prep Football out of Philadelphia. And, uh, Coach, I, I know right on the front page of your website, uh, earlier this year your, your team had to overcome some difficulties as you lost a young man, Ryan Gilliard. I guess that's how you spell it, or is it Gilliard. But um, can you talk a little bit about the loss of that young man and, and how that um, affected your team and how they've kind of rallied around that? Yeah, I mean um... – Ryan was an exceptional young man. Uh, we, we continue to mourn and grieve his loss. Um, very tragic. Um, you know, our, our, heart, our hearts are, are heavy and, and always thinking of the family as they continue to, to try and endure life, you know, uh, without Ryan as, as many of our, of our, of our family here continue to do as well. Um, you know, it, I, I was very proud of the way our community, um, you know, came together. In a very difficult time, and and we continue to, uh, you know, to honor his memory by 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 supporting and and cherishing the things that he he loved, and he, he loved to play football, and he loved this program, and he loved this school, and so we vowed uh, to protect the things that he loved, and that's how we we choose to pay honor uh, and respect to a great young man, uh, everything you'd want. In, uh, in a student athlete, just an exceptional, exceptional young man, um, a great loss for, for, for just, you know, for the area, for everyone, uh, just a very exceptional young man. So, um, you know, we continue to mourn, but, you know, we, uh, you know we, we're a strong family here, and, uh, you know, I'm very proud of the way our kids and our, and our families and our coaches and our school community, you know, has responded to that. Uh, this, past, this past weekend we ran a uh, – uh, Simon's Fund ran a, a free heart screening for for the for the kids of the area, and we continue to try and do things to try and bring awareness um, to situations like Ryan, and try and do good things for for others. So, um, yep, uh, we're, we're, we're great. We're, we're grateful. Honor and, and, and move forward, I guess, is the best way to put it. And, uh, yeah, you can learn about, uh, Ryan, if you go onto the website there. It's uh, prepfootball.org. And, Coach, be, before we go away, uh, I'm going to ask you something that, that doesn't have to do necessarily with high school football, but I think it does in, in Philly football in general. And, and I know how good Philly football is. And I, I don't know if I, with, when I'm talking St. Joseph's here, if I can talk about Temple football or not. But uh, that being said, Temple football is, is having a rebirth, the big game against Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago in, in general is that helping uh high school football in the Philadelphia area well you know even from the time I've gotten here you know in the past six years just watching the way you know high school football has proliferated in the area you know we've had a lot of programs have success on the on the on the state level and a lot of our players have gone on to do great things elsewhere but, but certainly Temple I think is is really what illustrates the talent and the ability of the young men in this area, in, in, in the tri-state here, you know, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware, uh, the talent in this area, and, I'm, and I come from an area that's well-respected, right, very fertile ground for recruiting North Jersey. And uh, I've said it from the time I got here and I got, I got a chance to see the kids in the area, there's more talent here than there is in a lot of places. I think we're very – underappreciated this area when you, when you look at the the lineage of players that have gone on to play in the NFL or major college football that hail from South Jersey uh, from the from the Delaware Valley region and from Pennsylvania I mean my goodness um, you could write volumes mm -hmm. on, on the talent that's come out of here and what we produce so for Temple to have that success I think it's just another way of 
you know, shining a light on the great talent that's in this area that I think often gets overlooked, has been overlooked. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud that, that they're, they're doing so well. I'm good friends with Matt Rule. I happen to think he's probably one of the classiest people you're ever going to meet, very down-to-earth and a good man doing it the right way. So, you know, always great to see good people succeed. You know, you don't get to see that a whole lot, and, and Matt's a good man. And the guys in that program, um, you know, Phil Snow and Francis Brown and all those guys are good people. You know, they work really hard. They take care of the kids the right way. And so to see them have that success, you know, makes me proud and, and, and you know, happy, to, happy, happy for the people, the, the, the great people of this area to have a little national recognition. I hope it continues. Yeah, it was fun. It took me back to, I think it was 78 or 79, when there was a Garden State Bowl. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that, but I, I saw it at Giant Stadium, and Temple played Cal in it, and boy, was it cold for the Cal folks. But, Coach, thank you very much for joining us on the show tonight. Appreciate it. Continued success with the program and the kids, and uh, hopefully uh, there's, a, there's a three-peat in your future there. So thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thanks for everything you do for us and, and for the for the high school game and for the kids that play the game. Thank well, you so much. Thank you very much, uh, Gabe Infante. Taking a break, coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, 
and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. Advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out the Super 25 every Monday at usatodayhss.com. Well, speaking of the uh, Super 25, uh, number 23 this week from Missouri, Webb City, the Cardinals. We had uh, head coach John Roderick on a, about a year ago, and we talked a little bit about that program, but we could probably fill up a whole show as to what they've done. And before I bring coach in here, I'm going to just throw a couple of numbers at you out there listening. If you're not familiar with what Webb City has done, they are perfect 12-0 this year. Uh, coach Roderick, uh, wow, 17 appearances in the playoffs in 19 years. He's won near Nearly 93% of his game, only 19 losses in 265 games that he's been the head coach there. Uh, in the state quarterfinals this weekend, eighth straight year in the uh, the quarters, they've won five straight Missouri Class 4A champs. It would sound like, Coach, uh, kind of a math class if I kept throwing more and more numbers at you, but let's just get you into the show right now, and welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. Uh, you know, 
honestly, there's a, there's a guy in town that uh, runs a website, webcityfootball.com, that, uh, yeah, and, he, and we do a podcast every week, and he, hey, you know, once in a while I'll get on there and look at his website, and he, he keeps a lot of those statistics, but uh, I, I promise you, I, I couldn't tell you a lot of those numbers, uh, <laughs> that, uh, but every once in a while somebody will say, do you realize in the last so many years that, you know, this has happened, and you know the thing that we as coaches have a tendency to uh, to remember are the losses. I can almost tell you about every one of those. So. <laughs> yeah, and I <laughs> think last nature of it. Yeah, and I think last time on the show we talked about your second year when you were five and five after the state title, and and I think you went through the litany of what those five were like, and I I don't doubt you. But you know, I, I guess the biggest question, and we could, like I said, go ad infinitum, and that is a good website, by the way, that you guys put out there. I, I love what the guy does with that. But um, how do you keep it all in perspective? I I, I know the town is, is is vociferous when it comes to your football program. The kids come up knowing what the tradition is like. How do you keep it in perspective, not only for the kids? Kids, but the fans in the community. Uh, you, you know, with lots of focus and concentration, I think uh, you know you, you got to make a real. Uh, I think I have to be make, be very deliberate about it. You know, um, you know, try never to get too up or too down. And and uh, you know, we we've had some great wins this year. Uh, you, you know, we we lost. I think I mean we had some you know a couple of Division One kids that we and we don't generally have a bunch of those guys you know around our uh, around our team. But we had a couple last year. We had a really really phenomenal senior class last year. And you know coming in this year, uh, you know we really didn't know what to expect. I, I you know we played uh, we played uh, Carthage, which is an arch rival, who's now in the uh, Class Five quarterfinals. Uh, we played Rockhurst out of Kansas City, who, who had a little bit rougher year, but they were a f- finalist last year in the Class Six in Missouri. And then third week we played uh, Springdale Harbor, who is who is the number one ranked team in in Arkansas. And mm-hmm. you know, going into the season, I thought we we could be one and two real easily. I mean, possibly zero and three. Uh, you know, I was thinking if we'd be lucky if we'd be two and one. And here we managed to win all those games. And and uh, you know. I, this says a lot about the, the character of our kids and our coaches, uh, you know, because we, we really missed a lot of guys, you know, off of last year's team. And, and then, you know, we have several uh, first-year starters. Uh, this year has been a little bit different. We've we've lost uh, yeah, we've lost a lot of kids along the way in terms of uh, injuries and, and uh, things like that. And so it, it's, it's certainly been a, uh, I don't know, maybe a grind or a, uh, certainly, uh, exciting, exciting year from the, from that from that standpoint. Get to roll up the sleeves and coach a little bit more, maybe. Maybe that's the case. <laughs> John Roderick on the yeah. line tonight. Web City, uh, number twenty three in the nation in the latest USA Today Super twenty five. And you already talked about that schedule, and 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 certainly as 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 you've dealt with some, it sounds like adversity. Uh, be a good point right now to bring in some of the kids that uh, you know, like you said, you had a good team last year. You talked about all the kind of stars, if you will, on that team. Who were some of the kids that you'd like to kind of salute here uh, who have made it to the point where you're back in the quarters in 12 and 0 well you know i started with probably our best uh you know one of our top players tristan castillo tristan is a you know, he was an early mizzou commitment uh as an offensive lineman uh, tristan plays tackle for us and you know he, he's a very dominant player for us really good player uh, you know, on the offensive line, uh, Colson Crane, a, a young man that kind of plays the outside safety and comes up to the line of scrimmage, plays outside linebacker position. Colson's had a phenomenal year for us. Uh, 
you know, those two guys, one on the offense and then, you know, Tyson at quarterback, my Tyson Roderick, my son quarterback, is a senior. Uh, you know, he's missed a couple games to injury, and then he's he's been, you know, had a couple where he's been knocked out of a game. And, and uh, you know, he just battled. He's he's a warrior. Uh, you know, Keaton Burroughs is, a, you know, probably our top back this year. He's really done a great job for us and uh, on the offense. And then, you know, going on back on the other side, you know, with four – New starters up front on defense. Uh, you know, we're we're kind of a no-name group over there. We've we've been, we've probably started five or six different lineups throughout the year. And, and you know, again, we we get some guys injured on one side of the ball. And we've had to move some guys back and forth, offensive defense, and and it's created some challenges. You know, Trey uh, Gibson is is a guy that's played really well for us at free safety. Caden Roy, Caden was a safety last year. He's moved down to inside linebacker. And, uh, you know, him and Caleb Nutting are two seniors that have really played well for us on the defensive side of the ball. Talking Web City football tonight on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. And, Coach, uh, you're not in any strange territory. Again, the eighth straight state quarterfinal appearance for you, all those state championship trophies. Um, you know, certainly it helps that some of these kids have been around and they know what the tradition is like. But I think it's a two-edged sword because, you know, heading into this deep part of the playoffs, you've got everybody and their mother wanting to knock you off, stop that 40-game win streak you have right now or the, the, the state championship win streak. Um, do you guys feel that um, going into each and every game when you get this deep? Well, I, uh, yes, we do. <laughs> I can assure you our head coach does. Uh, there, there's a lot of pressure just from that standpoint. Uh, you know, our, our district semifinal game was, was against another one of our close rivals here, Carl Junction, who who plays in a smaller conference, and, and then they're moving to our conference next year. And, and uh, you know, we've, we've got the best of them several times. And... Uh, but they've 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 gotten better and better and better and you know we found ourselves in in and it was a it was a downpour game uh, windy you know and uh, this is two weeks ago well we're down with uh, you know three minutes to the in the game we're down seven to six and we we'd really struggled offensively defensive played really well and and we're down in the game and and it looks like it's over and and uh, you know our free safety knocks one knocks a ball loose on a quarterback kind of you know taking it you know trying to pick up first down and and uh, we get the ball back with two and a half minutes and we go down and score uh end up winning the game 14 to 7 so uh you know then last week we came out and played extremely well again in our district final game against the west plains team who was who had just a one loss team uh so you know it, it's been a it's been a, a real gut check type of year and like i said when you, you know when you have to shuffle different guys in different positions i mean you bring the, the backup in as you know now he's a starter and we talk, always talk about one play away you know every you know every backup's one play away from being in the game and mm-hmm. and we've certainly had to rely on that this year and, and uh but the, the pressure you know it doesn't get any less uh you know i think uh, you know i, t- I told our kids uh, you know it, it almost becomes burdensome you know about that and i just you know we really try to focus on just you know enjoying the moment and having fun and you know let you know we just talk about playing as hard as you can and, and you know we're going to not going to worry about the outcome we're just going to try to do our very best and see what happens john roderick on the line tonight web city football the cardinals going after a, a sixth straight missouri class 4a championship you you mentioned your son uh tyson at quarterback a little bit ago when you're talking about all the kids on the team we talked about this last year when you were on the show about coaching your son and all that uh you're in a different situation because it could be the last game uh at some point it will be the last game this year that, that you and him are on the field together. Have you thought about that and kind of what comes to mind? I know it's a special thing to coach your son. 
Well, it, it's really been a special time with him. Uh, you know, he, he's a he's a great student. He's a great person, and he's 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 a, just a, a really good leader for our football team. So, uh, I, I've reflected on it honestly. I've, I mean, there've been some tears, you know, throughout this year. Uh, Tyson is our the youngest of three in our family, so my wife and I are, you know, contemplating how empty nest syndrome is going to be next year, <laughs> and uh, it's. You know, I've I've told a few friends. Uh, you know, it, it's I'm I'm really starting to get a little bit sad about it. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, said he's you know he's a 4.1 student. Uh, you know, low 30 ACT kid. I mean, just just uh, you know everything you want. You know, it's, it's certainly as a father and a, and a player. It's a great way uh, to to put it to to have all those things wrapped up. And I think you told us last year you said out of out of all the kids, he's the one with maybe the least amount of physical talent, but he makes up for it with that that skill and the smartness. Am I remembering that right? That he, he's kind of the heady quarterback. Exactly right, Jeff. Yeah, that's exactly right. He, you know, he we run triple option offense out of split backs, and and you know he doesn't he he misses very very few reads. Uh, you know, which really makes our offense uh, difficult to defend when when that guy the decision making that, that the quarterback you know his decision making certainly makes it go and and uh, you know he, he's you know we threw for a couple hundred yards last week and and you know he he threw the ball extremely well but but he is he is certainly an overachiever in uh, in a lot of ways I you know I, I tell him I said he really overachieved academically because. He's probably doubled my ACT score from when I, you know, back uh, 30 years ago. But, uh, you know, it's uh, really proud of him. Really, really been fun. Really enjoyable. And, and I'm, there's no question I'm going to miss it. I, I don't think I wish I'd had a few more kids coming through the pipeline. As I tell everyone, I can't even spell ACT or SAT there. I'll, I screwed it up there. Well, let's let's wrap things up here. You're in the quarters. You've got a um, uh, Harrisonville team uh, coming up here on uh, on Friday night. Or is it Friday night or Saturday? Saturday you play. You play it's tomorrow. Friday night. Friday, tomorrow night. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about this team. I think you met them last year uh, in the quarters, and I read that on your website, by the way. Uh, tell us a little bit about this program and what you got to do right to get to the next round. Harrisonville's a, a team that has a real strong history in our state and, and tradition in, in, in the state of Missouri. They, I think, there was a time uh, some years ago they they were a class three school. Uh, they've grown up and you know, gotten bigger and moved into class four, but they, you know, they'd won three state championships, I think in a row. And they've, they've had a tremendous amount of success. Uh, you know, they went from class three school to a class four school and competed immediately. Uh, they're 12 and 0 right now. Uh, you know, don't really see a whole lot of uh, weaknesses, you know, for them. You know, they turned out some really outstanding players over the years, you know, some division one guys and, and just lots of college football players. So, uh, you know, the, just looking at them on on film, you know they're they're extremely physical, very fast. They've got they've got some size to them, and so, you know, they have they they have all the ingredients to be a really good football team. And uh, what's really unique about them uh, about this matchup, you know, we both run split back beer offense, so we might be the only two teams in the state of Missouri <laughs> that do that. <laughs> you know, and and uh, so it, it's really a unique matchup, and I and I think we're really close, and you know, as far as. Uh, you know, uh, speed. You know, speed on defense and on offense, and and uh, you know, guys up front. So it should be a neat matchup, and uh, you know, one that you know could be 
you know, a turnover here or there or, or just, a, you know, a, a mispossession here or there could make the difference. And the last thing uh, for the people listening here, uh, maybe I should have done this at the top, but, I, you know, we did a, a story that USA Today put out. I, I think it had 52,000 shares. I know the show you did last year was the second most listened to show we've ever done. There's some, some, some real energy <laughs> by the fans there. I, explain to the people listening what it's like. Uh, I think you did this last time, but what it's like to be uh, on your football field in your stadium and what's that atmosphere like on a friday night you know it's it's really it's really tremendous for you know we always tell our kids you know to appreciate the opportunity that they get to play you know our our town's about eleven thousand students or i'm sorry eleven thousand people our our school's about 1200 students and you know we we have a you know 4500 seat home side to our stadium and there's probably another 1200 on the on the visitor side and you know, and we will play, you know, a handful of games every year that are standing room only and, and people are lined up even around the fence. And, you know, when you play, you know, say five or 6,000 people, you know, it, it really creates a great atmosphere. Uh, we, we, we've been really blessed with, uh, you know, good good funding. And, and so we, we've got a nice stadium. we got a nice setup. We we have a nice school. And, and, uh, and we're really lucky from that standpoint. And, and so... You know, people come out, and you know, it's a Friday night, you know, in Web City with a home game. I mean, people come out. You know, maybe they don't care a whole lot about football, even, but they show up, and 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 it's a great community event. We have a super booster club that that really has been involved closely. Our project graduation people are there, and it's just, uh, you know, it's it's small town America. You know, high school football. You know, the best we can have it in, in Web City, Missouri. I can guarantee you that. Well, I'm a big Seinfeld fan, and one of the episodes they said it's the place to be. Uh, sounds like when you're uh, you're a resident there, Web City football is the place to be. Coach, thank you very much for joining us and coming on and sharing a little bit more about the program and, and continued success. And best of luck the rest of the way this season. Thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate you having me on. Very welcome. Taking a break, coming back, checking out where the top 25 plays this weekend. That and more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers Instant Replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. 
Field turf rubber pellets be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. Advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. Welcome back to High School Football America. As we said at the top of the show, it's all playoffs all the time. Now and just before Christmas, as we start crowning state champions around the country, and we thought we'd take a little bit of time here uh, to talk about what this weekend looks like as we have 12 teams in the High School Football America Top 25 that are uh, trying to defend their 2014 state gold medals. It all starts right at the top with uh, top-ranked Allen in a quest for its fourth straight Texas State title and fourth straight 
High School Football America Mythical National Championship. Eagles bringing a 53-game win streak into Friday's opening round. Class 6A Division I game against uh, Byron Nelson High School. And uh, many people really looking ahead to the quarterfinals. They feel like the Eagles will get there. They also feel like number 5, Euless Trinity, will make it there. And that would be a great collision in the state of Texas. Uh, can't even imagine how many people would show up to watch that game. Trojans, they own three state championships themselves. Uh, we saw a game in 2010 against Perlin where they uh, were going for back-to-back. -back. Their last title came in 2009. Euless uh, Trinity, always a great, great program. We had uh, head coach Chris Jensen on High School Football America uh, a little bit earlier this year. And again, if you ever uh, have nothing to do, why not go to our archives and listen to all the great coaches and players we've had on High School Football America. It's a who's who of the sport here in the country. Uh, Nevada, Bishop Gorman, pretty much uh, considered a lock to win the school's seventh straight state title. Tomorrow night, Gale's uh, number two in our national top 25, going to face Centennial. American Heritage from Plantation, Florida, going after the three-peat in Class 5A in the Sunshine State. The uh, Patriots opening postseason play tomorrow night against Westwood. And speaking of uh, multiple championships, Maryville, they've won the last two uh, Tennessee 6A crowns. The Rebels will play Cookville in the second round of the Class 6A playoffs tomorrow night. They have 15 titles overall. That's the most all-time in the Volunteer State. Looking for back-to-back -back titles, number 6, Colquitt County from Georgia, number 8, number 8, St. Edward from Ohio, De La Salle, number 9 in the poll from California, number 10, South Panola from Mississippi, number 17, Clay Chalkville from Alabama, number 21, Chandler from Arizona, 22, St. Thomas Aquinas, and number 25, LaSalle from Ohio. They're all looking for back-to-back -back titles. Check out where the top 25 play by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Now time to talk about a great product that uh, can uh, keep your kid a little bit safer out there. It's called Rock Solid. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out the Super 25 at USA Today hss.com. All right, well, uh, Spotlight has uh, been shining for years now on the problem of concussions. Uh, we've had, um, you know, a, just a, a bad year. We've had, you know, eight uh, young men die uh, since the start of the high school football season, but uh, there's a product out there that uh, I learned about earlier this year, had a chance to sit down with uh, the, the, the president of the company, not the hair club for men, by the way. It's uh, rock solid. <laughs> That'll make you laugh, Joey. I know it will. It's the world's first and only soft shell helmet specifically designed for football. Joey LaRock uh, played in the NFL and uh, knows what he's talking about here. It's a, it's a nice product, a good product. I've checked it out. Uh, we had uh, lunch with, uh, Trish and I had lunch with Joey LaRock, and he's on the line right now, not only to talk about his great product and what it can do to improve the game of football, but also uh, his, his story, which is a good one, as he goes from uh, uh, someone that wasn't, uh, I, I, think, I guess you were a zero-star recruit at one point, but worked your way to that's the NFL. A pretty accurate statement. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Joey. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, and, and before we get into that uh, that lovely story, uh, which includes Clay Matthews, this is a great story, folks. You want to stick around, but have you on the show to, to talk about the uh, your helmets. Uh, Rock Solid, you can learn more, folks, as you listen to this at liverocksolid.com. Uh, obviously, Rock is in there because you are Joey LaRock, but uh, let's talk about the helmet and, and how it can improve the game, how it's used, and, and, and how you came about uh, with the idea. There's a lot of things there, but I'm, I know you can do it. Absolutely. I'll try and squeeze it in here. So uh, my background, obviously, is playing football. Played at the league's, uh, the game's highest level. When I uh, finished playing, I started helping out at a local high school in Southern California. Um, saw two kids collide in the offseason. Well, what most people across the country don't realize is that there's about 80% of the time you're not wearing contact equipment, which means your hard shell helmet and your hard shell shoulder pads. But they're out there competing every single day. They're in their uh, PE periods, their athletic periods, really focusing on drills, conditioning. So when I saw these two kids get injured, you know, one had stitches, uh, another one had staples, and, you know, it really opened up uh, my eyes to see there was a huge void in player safety in offseason football. And so what I did was I developed the first ever soft shell helmet uh, built specifically for football. And, you know, we started in 2013. We went door to door. I got five. Then I got 10, then I got 20. And right now I believe we're over 300 high schools in Southern California alone that wear it. And it's not even required. And the thought process behind this is there's so many beautiful elements of the game. You know, kids develop so many great characteristics and qualities, but you know, there is a negative connotation with football now, you know, the media uh, injuries, you know, concussion spark. I mean, there's so many negative things that are focused on football, you know, domestic violence, you know, this is an opportunity that I recognize that this can help save the integrity of the game. Uh, this can help parents feel more comfortable about allowing them their kids to play football. Because we started at high school football, but we work with flag football players as well, which is, you know, and, and while tackle footballs are on the decline, mm-hmm. flag footballs on the incline or on, on the increase. So it's been going fantastic. We're kind of hitting both markets. And uh, with these little kids, you know, you give them the opportunity to, to feel like a football player. They get to bring their soft shell helmet to practice every day. And there's the psychology of wearing a helmet that makes them want to be there. You know, if the whole team's wearing them, it's a, a, it's a team-like environment. It creates a nice culture. But then you also have mom and dad uh, saying, hey, you know what, I'll let Johnny or, or, or Susie play flag football. You know, at least they're wearing something on their head. And then at the high school level, Number one is keeping the guys on the field in the offseason. You know, I've seen so many injuries in this non-contact practices. You know, there's no such thing as non-contact football. Anytime you got two athletes converging on a single point, um, you're uh, you have the risk or the ability to have a collision. And if people are wearing mouthpieces, it's because they recognize that there's uh, uh, the potential for um, for collision. So. At the high school world, you know, we really go to the coach, and it's it's about changing the program. We want to help develop programs. We want them to be better in the off season so they can be better in the season. And so what we've done is, you know, we've got a coach that says, you know, hey, what what do you use these things for? And we tell them, hey, this is for your off season work. You know, your kids can get used to wearing something on their head during the off season. It's not considered contact equipment, so you're not breaking any rules. Your kids are going to go out there. They're competing already. This allows them to compete at the level they're already competing at, only safe, safely. And then at the other side of it is there is that psychology of wearing equipment. You know, you got your whole team out there in just shorts and T-shirts, and you're trying to do drills. You know, 
the element of throwing on a soft shell helmet kind of gets them focused. Uh, the brand is on the helmet, so it makes them feel like they're, you know, part of something. And it's not just out there, you know, conditioning or doing your run fits, your run throughs and things like that. They can actually start having organized, uh, unofficial, un- uh, unofficial organized work, <laughs> you know, whether that's nine on seven, 11 on 11 run fit drills, technique work, but they can do it and not have to worry about getting surface level injuries, which are the most common in off season football. So whether that be stitches, uh, contusions, uh, fractures, things like that, that happen all the time. You know, our goal is to help reduce those type of injuries. No, the last part of this thing is we recognize that this off-season thing is only growing, so we actually introduced the soft-shell shoulder pad for the first time at the high school world. Currently, we have 20 NFL teams wearing the soft-shell shoulder pad, and for the first time, we're bringing it to the high school world, and it's going to revolutionize the off-season. So we have our soft-shell helmet, our soft-shell shoulder pad, and the combination of the two pieces allows the program to go out there and really focus on technique, focus on the drills, condition with it because it's conditioning your players to having something on their head, having something on their shoulders. So it makes their off-season that much more competitive, makes their off-season that much better, and hopefully it translates to victories during the season. Yeah. And if it's because a kid didn't get stitches six weeks before training camp, mission accomplished. If it's now the guy got a little extra work he wouldn't have had, um, wearing nothing, great, mission accomplished. So that's kind of where we're at. The two products are literally revolutionizing non-contact football. Joey LaRock is on the line tonight. He is the uh, one of the founders of uh, Rock Solid. He is uh, the president, and uh, like I said, the uh, kind of it's his company, so he knows what he's talking about here. Hey, 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 Joey, um, you mentioned technique as you were talking there at the end, and, and I think that's probably where I'd like to kind of go with this right now because you know you did play at the highest level at the NFL. You were not a star player in high school. Uh, we should point that out. We'll tell that story in a second. But talk about technique and 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 how much it needs to improve. I mean, everybody's talking about concussions, and, and I know the Heads Up program's out there, but from a perspective of a guy that's gotten to the pinnacle of the sport, you know, how, how can we change this? And I know the helmets will help with that. Technique is everything. And you could, having a technician out there on the field can over – well, how I look at it is it could be more beneficial to a program having a technician out there on the field than a gifted athlete. And what I mean by that is, you know, a less athletic, less uh, subpar athlete or football player who is really a student of the game, who understands it, who's doing all the techniques that allows him to make plays when he probably shouldn't have been able to. I mean, that's the most important thing with football. And not everybody's going to play Division One football. Not everyone's going to play in the NFL. But if you can learn to be an expert on the small things, it's going to develop you as a football player, number one. It's going to help translate to victories. But then you also realize that there's small things in everyday life. And if it's business, if it's, you know, you know, working with your family, the small things matter. And if you can find a way to master the small things, you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how we, 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 we looked at this thing. And so when you're wearing the soft shell helmet, soft shell shoulder pad, instead of having a, you know, one-on-one drill with offensive and defensive linemen, you know, your natural instinct when you've got, when you're about to go into some sort of, you know, competition is to make sure you're braced for injury you know when you feel like you there's a potential of taking a elbow to the side of the head you know your 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 head is either buried into the guy because you're going to use it as a battering ram when you're when you're not wearing anything or you know you end up using your elbow to shield 
from somebody else's elbow. So what I'm saying is when you're wearing all the soft shell equipment, you get to use your hands like every coach in America wants you to use. But using your hands has been stressed, and it needs to be stressed more. You know, instead of using your face or your head uh, as, as a striking piece, you know, you use your hands. You, you're able to get off blocks. You're allowed to block, or you're able to block easier. You know, that's such a, a an amazing tool that nobody uses. But if you're having equipment that's not covering your face, number one, uh, so you don't get a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go out there and develop your skills without having to worry about taking an elbow to the side of the head. Makes total sense. Joey LaRock on the line tonight, talking rock solid, the uh, soft shell helmet specifically designed for football. And let's focus on that for a second, Joey, which is, uh, you know, we're here to educate the uh, the listeners, whether it's the student athlete, whether it's the parents, whether it's the coaches. Uh, there are, you know, competitors out there, but you designed this specifically for football because of your background. Tell us a little bit about why this helmet is different from other products in the market. So currently, you know, I started this industry with a rugby cap, which is, if anybody understands what rugby is, uh, they developed a scrum cap. And what a scrum cap is, is it's a device that's helped uh, or designed to to help with cauliflower ear. Because in rugby, you have these things called rugby scrums, where you have the whole group and they're in a big huddle and their ears and faces are rubbing against one another. So the rugby cap was designed to help with cauliflower ears that really... The, the thing that the, the MMA fighters get, uh, the wrestlers get. So they designed that helmet to, to really help with that. Well, at the time, when I first started this industry in 2011, there was nothing out there. But I had this idea. I wanted to test the viability of the idea. And so what we did was we went to a rugby cap company and said, hey, do you think we could uh, uh, license the, the product? And we did that. And, you know, we got 20, 60 teams uh, to, to believe in the mission. And so... Currently, the only thing that's out there for football is, is rock solid. You know, the, the, there is the scrum cap, but there's, it's not an impact-protecting device. It's, a, it's an ear, ear pad, basically. And ours is built to deflect the most common surface-level injuries, being, you know, brow line stitches, orbital bone fractures, hitting the back of your head. So, you know, it's just like in the football world, you know, there's shoulder pads in every single sport that is a contact sport, but you can't wear a hockey shoulder pad playing tackle football. It just doesn't work. <laughs> and you can't wear a lacrosse helmet to go take on a pulling guard. You know, it just doesn't work. So I recognized that. I wanted to make sure that I branded a sports-specific helmet um, because, you know, this is a growing business. And uh, it's actually a booming business, and it's untapped, and we're the first person that's actually patented um, – uh, a football helmet and we also have a patent pending on our soft shell shoulder pad as i mentioned that all the nfl teams are wearing it's just a great story how you've built this company up joey joey larock on the line former nfl player now the uh president of rock solid you can learn more at live learn about the uh, soft shell helmet uh, that is designed specifically for football and, and let's uh tell the story joey as, as you know you've listened to the show we we love to tell stories and you're uh, you're an unusual guy in that you played at the <laughs> nfl but you also you know you weren't uh, you know one of the rivals five-star recruits you played at agora 
uh, Hills out here in uh, in uh, Southern California. Uh, Clay Matthews was on the team, and I, I love the story about uh, how you guys weren't exactly uh, knocking down the uh, the recruiting trail. I guess is the best way to put it. But tell us a little bit about what it's like to be uh, an athlete with a dream, but maybe you know has to work a little bit harder to get to that dream. It's a, to be honest, you know, my life has worked in odd ways, but from the get-go, you know, it's something that's born inside of you. I don't think you can develop the wanting to just be working harder and be the best at anything you do. So when I started playing football uh, in youth football, basically Clay and I were the two studs in youth football, and we almost took it for granted. You know, we were the kids that were in line doing uh, waiting for our, dr- our, our contact drill that the coach set up, and, you know, we got kids counting in line so they didn't have to go against us. That was us. We were the studs, uh, you know, and looking, had we thought that that would have continued, you know, we might have been the five-star recruit. The problem was, by the time we hit eighth grade, we stayed the same size and everybody else grew. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got to high school and I'm thinking I'm going to be the star running back on, uh, moved up to JV and all that stuff. Well, I found myself uh, <laughs> not playing anything and we literally didn't start, we weren't starters on the football field until our senior year of high school. And this is for me and this is for Clay. And the funny thing is, our coach was Clay's dad, Clay Sr. <laughs> and we still didn't get an opportunity to start. Yeah. And so what that did was, you know, our heads probably got a little bit bigger than it should have been in youth football because, you know, people were afraid of us. Uh, we were the studs. And so at an early age, I got my first dealings with adversity. And the adversity was, hey, you know, things aren't what I expected them to be. And my dad, you know, uh, was uh, – God rest his soul, uh, was fought in Vietnam, served two tours, you know, a real warrior. And he basically said, hey, Joey, you know, what? this is where you get to forge who you are in your life. Are you going to be a warrior or are you going to be a guy that's just okay with being average? And it really hit me where I thought to myself, you know, I never want to be average. And there's nothing wrong with being average. It's just not me. So I was forced with, hey, what's my problem? Coach says I'm too small. I'm too slow. And I'm not strong enough, <laughs> which is a pretty bad combination. Yeah, you don't need those. <laughs> <laughs> so my freshman year, you know, uh, I started doing extra stuff. And this is where I got this grit to me where I realized that, hey, life's not going to just get handed to me. i got to go out and fight for it. And it was the first time in my life where I really understood that. And so every day I have to practice. You know, everybody would go in the locker room and finish practice. Well, my dad would meet me out on the field. And I'd go do bleachers every single day. And it didn't matter because I wasn't playing, so it wasn't like I was going to get too sore for the game. But my dad said, hey, if you want this thing badly enough, I'll I'll join you at the field and watch you and support you. So every day, sure enough, I'd go do my laps, I'd do my bleachers. And, uh, you know, at the end of the year, my most – the biggest joy and pride that I had in my high school career was the fact that I got recognized by my teammates as the hardest worker on the team. And going into my sophomore year, you know, I was a little bit taller. I weighed a little bit more. I think, just so you know, Clay Matthews and I, we're about 5'3", five, 5'4", five, 105 pounds as freshmen <laughs> in high school. And that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> and so we get into our sophomore year. Uh, we didn't make varsity, clearly, because we didn't even see the field. And, you know, still slow, still weak. So this is when we started, you know, getting in the gym. And this is when we started doing extra workouts and running. And so we did that again. Sure enough, didn't play. Uh, but 
you know, got recognized as a hardworking guy that's going to make the team better. You know, we were always doing scout team, doing whatever we could to support the team. Going into our junior year, we finally made varsity because it's by default. <laughs> and uh, guess what? Didn't play. And this was the, the, the make or break year. You know, everybody gets recruited in their junior year. You know, this is your time to shine. If you're a stud, they're going to see you your junior year. And then next, uh, their senior year, you're going to get all your offers. And this is where you get excited. Well, I didn't get to play. <laughs> and so all we got to do was play special teams and work out. And I remember going to the gym as a 16 year old high school kid at 4:45, 5 o'clock in the morning meeting Sandro we'd get into the gym at five o'clock in the morning with Sandro and you know then we'd go to school and this is before the days where people were accustomed to working out before class in high school and so we do that and sure enough got an outstanding hustler for the team but didn't play <laughs> so going into our senior year was really our make or break we had the opportunity to either you know chase this thing up or uh or you know start thinking about what else we want to do in this life. And so what happened was we dedicated our lives to it. We changed our diets. We changed our workout plans. We were at the gym after every single day, uh, after school, going for two and a half hours, doing stuff that we knew nobody else would do. If it was 10 sets of squats and then going to lunges and puking up after uh, workouts, I mean, we did everything we could. And you know what? It paid off. You know, Clay ended up being the defensive MVP of the team, and I was the MVP of the team. And uh, we thought we were pretty darn good. Problem was, nobody knew who the heck we were. So <laughs> Clay got no scholarship offers, zero. And uh, I got zero scholarship offers. So Clay obviously walked on to SC and the rest is history. Now he's got a fantastic career and life is really good. Well, I didn't go to uh, college right off the bat. I went to junior college. I didn't have the grades because I didn't really focus on it. All I cared about was playing football. Well, I went to junior college, and that's when things really started to kick into gear because I wanted to make sure I didn't make the same mistakes in high school that I did in high school, meaning didn't have the grades but had the work ethic for football. So I ended up being an All-American in junior college and uh, a two-time All-American in uh, the football – or excuse me, uh, All-American in the classroom and then All-American on the, on the field as well. Got picked up by Oregon State, and uh, meanwhile, I was a 215-pound linebacker. And so I got to Oregon State, and everybody started talking about, oh, man, you're too skinny to do this. And so I bulked up and, you know, tried to play at 230. And it ended up being pretty good. I was an honorable mention all-Pac-10 guy. And uh, I was the leading tackler in, in the Pac-10 going into my senior year, but nobody cared. You know, I wasn't a flashy player like I was in junior college because I was slower. You didn't have that explosion that I had. And so going into my senior year, I, I, I went back down to 215. I knew that was my game, and I was fast, and uh, I was explosive, but I needed to get my, my body back. And so I did that, uh, had a fantastic uh, senior season, was all Pac-10 guy, and uh, at the end of the year, got no interest from scouts. And it's because I was a 215-pound linebacker trying to play in the NFL. And so I didn't get invited to combines. I didn't get invited to anything. And uh, I had one shot to impress the scouts for pro day, and you know, I ended up coming back at 237 pounds, and I think I ran like a 4.57 uh, in the 40. You know, caught the eye of the Chicago Bears and was drafted in the seventh round by the Chicago Bears. And that's when, you know, I achieved my dreams. That's what I wanted my entire life, and I had to go through so much adversity. Uh, in junior college, I had fractured my wrist really bad and thought that I was going to miss my sophomore season. Got to Oregon State, and they told me I was too skinny. Then I, I got – uh, big and it was too big and then I got skinny again and you know <laughs> through all that stuff I made it 
And so I got to uh, Chicago, and, um, you know, I really didn't get a good opportunity to go in there and, and play. And they had Brian Erlacher and Lance Briggs and Hunter Hillenmeyer, and, you know, my time wasn't going to happen. And so basically during training camp, I got limited reps because in the NFL it's weird. You know, if you do too well in training camp and they don't have room for you, somebody else is going to pick you up. And so they got to do a really good job managing who's going to go in and, and who's going to shine. And so I got limited. I don't even – I didn't see time as a linebacker until the last minute of the fourth preseason game at linebacker. I didn't see one play. Um, but what I did do is kind of excel on special teams. And mm-hmm. I went in there. I told Coach, hey, I want to get in there and play. Let me, let me do it. Well, I ended up making the team uh, playing just special teams. And I was 200 and uh, I went down and wait to, to get back to my speed and all that. And I was 215 pounds and had a good first rookie year. And things were looking really good. Well, at the end of it, Lovey Smith at the time uh, said, hey, you know, we think you're, you're great. You know, you need to get your weight back up. We want you to compete for, you know, backup Mike's uh, linebacker spot. So I said, great, I'll be back and I'll be in shape. And I'll be strong. I'll be big. You know, I'll be fast. So I went home. You know, I did it right. I ate right. I uh, worked out properly. I did everything. I came back 235 pounds. Life was good. Uh, I started training in the offseason going into year two. And something was going on with my back. You know, I don't know what was happening, but I'd be at practice and I'd collapse and I couldn't walk for three days. And so I basically all offseason going into year two, uh, I was dealing with his back stuff. And, you know, I was getting epidurals with the team doctor. I was getting all this crazy stuff and I didn't know what was going on. And so right before training camp, my second year, uh, I get a call saying, Hey, we need you to come down here. We want to do another test to see if you're okay. And, you know, they got me up on the bench and said, Hey, how does this feel? And I said, Oh, it looks good. And they say, okay, sign here. So I signed, uh, six hours later, I got cut. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, it blew me away because I had such a good relationship with everybody in the organization. I was out in the community. I mean, I really, I was in a great situation. Um, but I was released. And I went back home, went to the doctor, and they say, oh, my gosh, your back is destroyed. You need surgery. And I was like, oh, great. So I ended up having my first back surgery. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know. Uh, you know, back surgery is a pretty, pretty serious stuff. So I'm going back to the doctor, and I'm on the 405 freeway. And all of a sudden, uh, it's bumper-to-bumper traffic. You know, three cars behind me rear-ends the dude in front of him. And I say, oh, you know, that's unfortunate. And all of a sudden, I look over my left shoulder. And a car flips over the center divider and hits my car, totals my car, and I get rushed to the hospital for my second back operation. And, uh, you know, sometimes in life, things just don't work out your way. But, you know, I was used to it. I'm used to people telling me I can't do things. I'm used to, you know, getting dealt a bad card uh, and, and just finding a way to make it work. Well, same thing. I told my agent I'm ready to do this thing. And he said, hey, you can be ready in a month and a half. You have an opportunity in the UFL. And I said, what's the UFL? And he said, it's a <laughs> experimental league, but, you know, it, it could be an opportunity for you to get back in the NFL. I said, done. And so I flew out there. I didn't uh, pass the physical. <laughs> My back was still screwed up. So I basically pled with the team doctor. I said, give me three weeks. I'll come back. I'll be ready. I'll be able to pass it. Sure enough, they flew me back in. I got passed. And I was 210 pounds. Uh, the coach looks at me and says, Mr. LaRock, you know, this is professional football. You can't play linebacker. I say, well, with all due respect, thank you. I appreciate that. Let me play some special teams. I'll be all right. They said, fine. I make the team. Uh, my first week, I had like four special teams tackles on kickoff and uh, caught the attention of the New York Jets. And I ended up flying back into uh, New York and got signed there. And then the lockout happened. So 
I wasn't allowed to have any access with the playbook. I didn't have any access with the coaches. And so I missed the entire off season with the program because of the damn lockout. <laughs> and so uh, the lockout ended and training camp started the next day. So I went in there with no knowledge of the defense, no knowledge of the coaches, them having no knowledge of me. And uh, went in there, had a great camp, uh, ended up fracturing my sternum um, on an impact collision and uh, was released. And then I, uh, that's how this whole business started. started <laughs> Here you are as a businessman. <laughs> And so it went full circle, but, you know, my entire football career was people telling me I couldn't do it. And I either had the opportunity to say, yeah, you're right, or I fight through it. And now what I do, you know, whether it's my football, soft shell helmets, or my shoulder pads, you know, I love going back to schools because I can inspire the guy that can dream. Mm -hmm. He's dreaming of playing in the NFL. And maybe he doesn't have the skill sets. He's not 6'5", 260 pounds, runs a 4'5", but guess what? If you have the work ethic – and you have the drive, and you got a little bit of talent. You know, there, there, it does require that. You know, it's a possibility. And I go out there, I spread that message, and if I affect one kid who, you know, just buys into it and understands that if he wants it badly enough, he can go down and chase it. And you know, I've done my job, and my life is complete. Living proof of what a little bit of uh, talent and a lot of hard work will do for you. Joey, it's been good to have you on the show here. Before we uh, let you go, uh, again, folks, liverocksolid.com is the website. Uh, if a coach is listening out there or players wanting to buy, a parent wants to buy for a kid, uh, what's the best way to uh, uh, buy or, or get in contact with you guys? Our website's liverocksolid.com. And, you know, there's a, a section there where you can reach out to us. But, you know, our goal is to, to make off-season programs better. And I think that now we have almost 500 programs across the country. So coaches in the, the most elite programs across the country are recognizing that this is a good opportunity to make their programs better. So we'd love to work with you. Perfect. Again, liverocksolid.com. Joey, good to have you on the show. Congratulations with uh, the success you're having with the product. I'm, I'm sure it's going to get bigger and better from here, and it's all because of, again, your hard work. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks so much, Jeff. Have a good uh, rest of the evening. Will do. I will because the show is wrapped up. At this point, I want to thank our guests on the show tonight, Gabe and Fonte, way back when, going for their third straight title, are the Hawks in Pennsylvania, St. Joseph's Prep uh, out of Philadelphia. Thank uh, Coach Infante for coming on the show. And uh, speaking of consecutive titles, uh, I want to thank John Roderick for coming on the show. Webb City in Missouri going for their sixth straight Missouri State Championship. And thank Joey LaRock, former NFL player and uh, the founder of Rock Solid, the soft shell helmet. You can learn more at liverocksolid.com. I want to thank our partners on the show, starting with Echo 1612. Get instant replay on your sidelines eight seconds after the play ends. Go to echo1612.com or click to Echo by going to our website at highschoolfootballamerica.com to um, find out more information on this great product made for coaches for coaches there are imitators out there except no other than echo 1612 also brought to you by crossover get your game film broken down for you coaches you won't spend all that time on the weekends away from the family 
Crossover does it very, very well for you. It's clean, it's concise, it's all there. It saves you time and money. It's crossoverwithak.com forward slash football. Get your five-minute free demo. Also brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports. Check out the Super 25 every Monday at USA Today HSS. Com. And by uh, the good folks at Southern Sport with the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. Keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes and get the great look of spatting without the high cost of tape with the TDI Razor. That's TDIRazor.com, the website. Razor is spelled R-A-Z-U-R, TDIRazor.com. Use the code HSFA with your order. 23 great colors. You'll get a discount of 20% by using the code HSFA. And brought to you tonight by Scorestream. Our partners who power our, all of our scoreboards. Uh, learn more by going to scorestream.com. You can get the app and score along when you're at the games. And, of course, uh, if you're sitting at home on a Friday night trying to figure out how your team made out, just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com, and you will see all of our scoreboards there. Top 25, Southern California, uh, state by state. Only two uh, states are out of it right now, as uh, Alaska and Vermont have crowned their champions. But it'll be a fun weekend with... Uh, Less and less teams playing, but when less and less teams are playing, that means the games are more and more important. That's the best way to put it. Well, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back next week with another uh, brand new show for you. And don't forget to listen to our two-minute drill on Tuesdays and Thursdays on USA Today. HSS.com. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. <laughs>